Hey guys, just wanted to hop on here and do a quick little intro for y'all. I haven't been around and that's intentional. I've been focused on this internship I'm a part of with Chi Alpha Texas A&M, uh, just serving at the church and, and pouring into guys' life in small group. Um, quick testimony, there's two guys in small group. One's name's James and one's name is Aaron and the Lord is really moving uh, it's crazy how God placed them in my life uh, just through prayer and uh, just trust. And it's really incredible to see that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch base because this is a podcast that I recently guested on. And it's a secular podcast. So uh, the hosts of this show called The Reckoning, um, they're from Colorado and they don't know the Lord. And, um, you know, I felt like God really used it. And they invited me on to the podcast. And I was like, why not? Uh, what an opportunity to just sit down for a couple of hours and just share some gospel realities with these folks. And, and so that's what happened. Um, I cut some of the pieces out, so if you want to hear the whole thing and how the dynamics of the conversation went, um, you can go over to the Reckoning podcast and find the episode that I'm on. It should be the most recent if you're listening to this uh, close to the release date. Uh, but I want you guys to pay attention to the difference in the power and the content in which uh, I'm speaking of and they speak of in certain situations and just the way uh, their worldview is shaped and just the, the substance of the content. Like just pay attention in, in which one has more power, which one has, you know, more truth to it, which one matters more, which one's more entertaining even in a sense because it's talking about real things. Um, and, and so you're not going to hear much of that in this, maybe a little bit, but when those things come up, just kind of pay attention to that. Think about, uh, and digest the differences, uh, between, uh, the, the two kind of power, tone of voice, all of that. And, and just think about like, maybe why, why does one mean more than the other? Um, so on this show, basically, uh, they wanted me to come on and just talk about religion and spirituality. And I was like, what? Like, really? You guys want me to come talk about that? Cool. And and they ended up re being really nice guys. Um, totally lost. Don't know God, but but really nice. And the first opening statement is literally them asking me to share my testimony, which I was like, are you, are you sure that's what you want to know? And so I got to share my testimony first thing. And um, then we just went into to different topics, and uh, and I kind of just give this kind of well-rounded presentation of, of what truth is and and uh, the gospel message and just what the Lord did in my life. And so I think y'all will really enjoy this uh, a whole lot, and I, I really enjoyed guesting on the show. I haven't done in-person podcasts for, for a while now, and uh, it really sparked uh, something in me to, to possibly bring back uh, that, that type of content. And I, I know everybody, uh, has reached out and, and said, man, I, you, our favorite things that you do is, is 
in-person interviews and podcasts and conversations. And and I really love that too. I, I just, I wanted to venture into something that maybe was a little more challenging for me. And, and so I could learn the word better and I could get to know God better and I could teach better. Um, and so that's what I did for a while. And so I, I don't know how often y'all are going to hear from me uh, in the future when it comes to podcasts and whatnot. And I know this is a long intro, but hang in there. Uh, but but just know that that anytime I come on here from here on out, it, it's going to be Holy Spirit led. And not saying the past wasn't, but there's there's some major shifts happening in my heart and, and major things that I'm learning right now. And uh, I want those things to to fully manifest in my life. And and that's more important to me, my relationship with the Lord, the way that I uh, disciple guys that are close to me and near me and interact within uh, my community and my family. Uh, th- that's that's far more important to me uh, than speaking on here. And and uh, I know this uh, has had impact on people's lives. And, and many people have come to me and, and told me, what this has meant to them, what certain things and shaping their worldview and shaping uh, different things about the Bible. And I, I I know that's affected you positively, but but I just want to encourage you guys on this as well is like the most important thing you can ever do is is show be the light of the world for that for your next door neighbor, for the person that's right there in front of you in in your congregation and 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 actually, diligently discipling someone and, and leading them closer to the Lord and, and spending an, <laughs> an immense amount of time in prayer. And that's something I'm always striving to do more in, in, in allowing God to speak through certain literature in, in the Bible and, and really just diving into the, the internal dwellings of, of why you do what you do and, and, and who do you do them for and, and just really <laughs> connect with God. And that's what matters. It's not uh, listeners on a podcast. It's not what crazy following we can develop or global change through politics. It's it's how can we show our neighbor who Jesus is through the way that we live and give them a reference point to know what is valuable and, and to know what it looks like to truly uh, live in peace and, and joy in your life. So Guys, I hope y'all enjoy this, um, and this will give you a more, much more well-rounded uh, look into my testimony and kind of the background I came from. And, and with the testimony, you can't fully uh, experience what I experienced and know exactly what I'm saying, um, but just know this this is probably the closest thing that I've shared so far. Um, so uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy uh, my guest appearance on The Reckoning Podcast. See you guys soon. Welcome back to the Reckoning Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Bailey. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name is Bailey Mullins. I uh, currently host the Engage Culture Podcast, and there's an iPhone. <laughs> no, on, but I'm a, I'm a campus missionary at Texas A&M, and met Thomas here a couple of, or maybe about a week ago. Yeah, and then got invited onto this show, and I've been pumped about it, and just pumped to be here, man. Awesome, we're glad to have you, man. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, Thomas and Max are here as well. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to worry. (laughs) We don't need to worry about them. Let's get into it. All right. All right. 
uh, today we're just going to be kind of talking and doing the podcast with Bailey, and he's going to be telling us a little bit about what he does and just sounds so dry. Having good <laughs> conversations. Like to introduce yeah. yourself and like explain uh, yeah, yeah. what your past and history and what you brought you here. Oh uh, man, my past and history. Okay, so let me see where to start. Uh, <clears throat> gosh, you're asking. You're to me. You're asking for my my testimony. Yeah, sure. For, for yeah. how I came to know Jesus, but but it may be you may be also asking like, what is your past with podcasting and, oh, and things oh, like it that? It was more of like so. a philosophical <laughs> question. Okay. So sure, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So when I was young, I uh, my my grandmother introduced me um, to the Gospels and and read the Bible. With breakfast came Bible study. Yeah. Every time. Okay. Um, you couldn't eat without. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it was never a problem because I was just such a curious kid and and was I, I just had a different mind. I would I would see things differently and and I could understand things that most kids wouldn't. Like when I was really young, I probably it was definitely before I could walk. I like found my dad's screwdriver, unscrewed all the bottom hinges in my house. <laughs> that sounds like I, this guy. <laughs> Taking apart remotes and stuff. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, do you remember when I, I was like five years old? I took I cut the extension cord, skinned the wires, and was running the electric train tracks yes. with all the bare wires plugged in. Oh lord. <laughs> I just remember mom being mad. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, no, it's good. It's uh and, and and so I remember her like reading about Jesus and okay. just instantly understanding and knowing that he was real and that I could have a personal relationship with him in a a very profound way. I remember talking with God and him leading me into understanding and, and I felt things that other people didn't feel like from a moral perspective, like I'm like, I can't do that, but they can like, what is going on? And, uh, but as I got into, to high school, um, I just decided that, I was going to step on what I knew to be true and my conscience, what I, what I knew uh, was right and uh, had opportunities to, you know, go to parties and, and start to live that kind of life. And, and uh, eventually got into uh, like smoking and, and psychedelic drugs. And what was the thing about the drugs were, and, and our pastors talked about this is, the reason people do drugs is because they work. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that's True. the only reason you do it, but they, they don't work forever. And actually it's a, it's a sorry replacement for what God wants to instill into, to your being. Cause we were created to be co-rulers over all of existence with God. And it sounds to, to it. And most people don't put it that way. Most Christians don't put it that way, but that's actually what the Bible says that we we're made in the image of God so that um, we could rule over all of creation with him. And and us being here and having all of creation around us is an expression of his love for us. But uh, in the midst of that, I, I started, you know, I was big into entrepreneurship as a, uh, in high school, I competed in this competition called DECA. 
and it was basically like Shark Tank. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, I love that. Oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was that, but for high school students. And okay. both years, I went to internationals and competed against China and Canada. So is this like a competition or do you actually have like real ideas that yeah. you pitched? So it's real ideas. So my category was entrepreneurship, growing your business. And you had mm -hmm. to show that you had ownership in your company. Okay. And okay. so, cool. <clears throat> yeah, and my dad. So the first year was this wakeboarding product called the Whipstick. Okay. It sounds funny. Yeah, that, that sounds great. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah. I would buy that. <laughs> but uh, it, it was basically like a pole vaulting pole. Okay. Uh, okay. Like the same physics, you know, when you stick the yeah, pole yeah, yeah. into the ground and it launches you over. Yeah. But on a wakeboard tower and you had the rope um, basically connected to the aircraft aluminum oh. spool on top. And when you pull back on the rope, yeah. it'd give you extra air and launch. That's okay. That makes so it's that more of a spring and it really pulls cool. you. Exactly. Okay, that's cool. That that sounds like something I would want to try. Yeah, and yeah, that's cool. And yeah. I was a big like when I was a kid, I thought extreme sports were the coolest. Oh, yeah. like all of us. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even care about regular sports. Like yeah. I was like, what? Why would when you? Why would you want to just <laughs> do play, play with a ball when you can? bomb a snowboard down a hill exactly. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Snowboard? yeah yeah oh that's awesome yeah. i used to be a pro because y'all are from colorado right? yeah okay yeah, yeah. we yeah. went snowboarding every every week yep. it's yeah. it's the best i'm not probably not as good as y'all but yeah i love it i've always grown up on board sports yeah. uh, mostly on water like yeah. wakeboarding i've done some but... wakeboarding but haven't got crazy into it yeah like, it's I, I can basically the around. same thing as yeah. snowboarding yeah i've probably maybe done a five times wakeboarding and it's fun i've but tried snowboarding hundreds and hundreds of times oh man that's 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 where that's where i'm home right there but yeah. i don't even wakeboard anymore really because wake surfing is okay yeah that's where you new. don't use the rope i've yes. been wanting to get into yeah. that i've seen videos of that where like they get real close to the boat and they're right on that back first wake it's the best that seems like yeah. so much trial and error though how bad is it yeah. back forth I, every time i mean that's i don't know sport, i'm i'm good at all of those things so yeah. I, I just i okay. get it like really just fast clicks. yeah yeah but there's something whenever you throw in the rope and you're just riding water yeah that just clicks in your brain and you're like this is the best thing ever yeah i don't know why <laughs> but it's just i don't know no incline you're just there. um that's cool yeah but uh so in this competition so that led me into uh just really uh making entrepreneurship and success kind of my idol what i cared about what i was focused on and i was good at good at it nice and so i could so I was, I talk about it kind of, kind of frankly, but I was on track by the age I am now to be a multimillionaire, no doubt. Nice. Like that was just no question about it. I was just going to do that. And what was kind of helping me propel there was these, these psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And I didn't know, like, it would just give me insights and like into the future and I would like see things and understand things and but so what it culminated to was after one of these experiences that i had i uh, uh the lord during it was just um pressing on my heart and and just saying like i just remember hearing this small still voice saying bailey is this witchcraft just a question is this and then about five minutes later just one more time hey is this witchcraft not like this is witchcraft you suck like a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it led me just being like, oh, I'm like, of course I'm like, ah, oh, just ignore that. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, have a bad trip or whatever. Yeah. But, but it, it really started to stir my heart and I was like, like a rhetorical question. <clears throat> yeah. And so, uh, you know, a couple of days later after my friend leaves town and I'm like, just going in to 
go eat and just doing whatever I do around town, I just start seeing these uh, these crows follow me around. Ooh, yeah, that's and, never a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very ominous. And they start looking at me, and I'm like, "What is happening? Yeah. This is this is weird." And I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's just in my head, like whatever." And then it just keeps happening for several days, and I'm like. And finally, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to my house, get get in my safe spot. This is freaking me out. I don't know yeah. what's happening. And I sit down, I like pull open my Bible, but I look out the back door and three crows just land and then stare at me. Like all turn at the same time and stare <laughs> at me inside my house. Holy oh, cow, dude. That's a little sketchy. And yeah. my heart just starts beating. And I look down at my Bible and the words that I read is, they were like worshiping idols and doing witchcraft and the Lord was furious. I opened to a random page yeah. like, and I think it was in Ezekiel or something like that. <clears throat> okay. And my heart just starts beating really fast. And it finally, I got honest. Finally, it dawned on me like what I had been doing that this wasn't just, you know, Joe Rogan and, and all of those people will just tell you like, this is just, uh, it's just an experience of your mind and like, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. It's well, whatever works is good and will lead you down this path of like, oh, I want to find enlightenment through these things. But it, I finally got honest and, and got honest with what I knew deep down in my spirit that what this was was witchcraft. And it just dawned on me. I was like, I'm going to hell. Like I knew it without a doubt. It was like just so true in my heart. And I just fell on my knees. And meanwhile, like, I'm going to church at this time. Yeah. Like, I'm in a life group. I'm having these experiences with God, but then I'm just going home and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still worshiping my success in entrepreneurship. I'm building these big empires of media and, and business, and I have all these streams of income or whatever. I'm working for Reese Witherspoon, like, all this crazy stuff. And I just fall to my knees and just pray the most honest prayer I ever have and yelled at the top of my lungs. Like I was serious because I, I just, I was desperate. I knew what I deserved. I knew that I had broken God's heart in that time. And I just, I threw my hands in the air and uh, just repented and, and asked God to forgive me. But I, I wasn't expecting him to like, this was serious. Like Bro, these things, these crows are, I knew that I was into something bad and I yeah. knew I knew better. Yeah, I knew what I had been taught as a kid. I knew who God was and I knew it was true. Um, and I just felt this wave of forgiveness come over me. And, uh, and then honestly, after that, I, I remember, uh, calling upon the name of Jesus and the authority of that and casting these demonic forces away. It sounds weird. Um, but there's just like this pressure that came off my chest and just left. Um, <laughs> and Your printers just make a printer noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just knew my, I knew I would never go back after that. I knew my life was changed and, and I knew there was something and there's a whole process after that. There was a whole, uh, whole journey of growing with God and learning what it meant to actually follow him and, and how that can change your life, how that can like how, how true it is. Right. So like, I didn't come to Jesus through like what they call apologetics, giving a reason. I didn't come to Jesus because it made sense. But 
after I did, I looked in, I basically looked at everything. I'm like, man, this is the most well-rounded worldview. This is the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that gives us purpose in life. And there's nothing else, no matter how hard you try, that can bring true purpose to our lives and true value to to people. And uh, so that's kind of a long-winded explanation of okay. of how, you know, I'm where I'm at now. And, and the Lord's done so much since then. But that's kind of like how I came to know Jesus and and uh, started fighting for guys to to know him as well. Nice. So. That's a really cool story, man. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. So it was like a you knew him as a kid thing, kind of lost him a little bit, and then found him again as an adult. Yeah. It's, you know, and it, and it took someone being obedient for me to get to that place, right? So I was, and it took, I mean, the Lord, if, so this is the thing. I can look back at my life and I see every instance where God's hand was on it. And I'm like, there's no way that was a coincidence. There's no way that was a coincidence. Like if it is, then the statistical probability is so much more unlikely that it's a coincidence than then if it's not yeah. like just by looking at it objectively. And, uh, that's the thing about God. He gives everybody opportunity to come to him, but we step on our conscience. We step on what we know to be true because we don't want to submit our lives to him. And that's, that's what it is. It's, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's, and it's not that it won't fulfill that deep uh, emptiness within you that, that only God can fill, that God was meant to be connected with you. Uh, but it's, it's that we have stepped on what we know to be true so much that we've dulled our conscience. It says that in Romans 1 that they are blinded by their unrighteousness. It's the living in sin itself that blinds you from the truth because we love to do things that are wrong. And uh, and it's it, it warps our worldview. You know, I say this, moral rejection is always followed by mental rejection or mental deception. So if you reject what you know to be true deep down in your conscience, you have to deceive yourself mentally and give a reason why you sh it's okay to like feel guilty. And eventually you push that guilt away so much to where you're just covering it by this sensual pleasures and these, you know, <clears throat> so. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so uh, it, was, it was my friend Andrew that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dog's eating. It was my friend Andrew that, that got right with God and, and led me to a life group and led me around people that actually know him. And I saw the the light that was within them. And I saw the life they were living. I'm like, man, I, I met this guy named Arthur Johnson. And when I looked at him and he looked at me, I felt simultaneously the most loved and the most terrified I've ever felt. Because I'm like, this guy can see all of the crap within my heart yep. right now, how horrible I am. But he also is just looking at me with so much love, yeah. and I I feel like that's you know uh, just an image of of who God is in in that person. So okay, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. okay, I know it's a lot. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to talk more about like the entrepreneur stuff. True. Um, yeah. So so you went to these competitions and then you pitched the what was it, whip stick? 
Yeah. What was the next one you pitched? The next one was spark accessories. All right. What was that? So I basically, uh, do you remember the time where the, <laughs> do you remember the time where, uh, the iPhone four went to the iPhone five Yeah. and they changed the, to the lightning plug, from yes. the big one, to the little one. Yep. So I was like, okay, that's how much, that's a opportunity. Yep. So I just bought a whole bunch of the adapters because okay. everybody was going to have these chargers old, or whatever old wide ones, and it's yeah. not as fun as my first like business yeah. but it was just like oh, i was making real money in high school off of it and yeah uh and just had a cool website set up and then nice cool advertisements and made cool logos and also went to internationals because of that and That's i think cool. Yeah. So I don't know why that one made it, but I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, that was really cool. So what was that competition called again? It's called DECA. DECA. Okay. It doesn't actually stand for what it used to stand for. Huh. Like it's it used to be an acronym, but it's not. It's just like business competition. So okay. something people know now. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. But okay. it's international. It's really awesome to that's I mean cool. it changed I, my life. I would have loved to be <clears> off of that in my high school or something. That'd be, that'd be interesting. So my I, so actually, uh, Miss Jones, she was my professor and DECA advisor. So okay. she got me to to join, and she's on my like missionary support team now. So she supports what I do. But uh, at the time in high school, I was just a like punk, and I didn't want to like. I was really creative and entrepreneurial, but I didn't want to like do a lot in classes. Yeah, and. I would I was in her business management class and I kept talking about these businesses that I was doing. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, all this stuff. And she looks at me and she's like, All right, Bailey, uh, you have to do DECA or you're not gonna pass this class. So she basically switched my curriculum in the class away from the regular business management stuff, put me into DECA, the organization, and said, This is how you're gonna get your grades. You have to compete for me. That's and cool. so she basically made me do it and That's I ended really cool. up loving it. That's cool. That, that's cool. Yeah, that's there's not many teachers nowadays that like take initiative like that. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> like actually in a direction. Yeah. yeah, trying to help. That's that's awesome. Is pizza here? Yep. All right. Nice. You guys want to pause? or You guys want to keep going? I mean, it doesn't deal. matter to me. I can I can snack while we go. I hear your lips smacking all the way <laughs> He's from over like, here. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a quick pause. Yeah, we'll pause it for okay. a minute and be back. All right. We're back. We uh, got some pizza. And now we're ready to start talking again. <laughs> Talk about government and why. Yeah. Why is always the question. Why? It's always the last hey, question. By the way, thank you guys for, for having me here. This has been awesome. Of yeah, it's course. been great having you. The food, the Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had the a guest. The cupcakes. Uh, you go Kick it off. Start with something. Uh, we can talk about government and why. Who gets the right to lead people and why do they deserve that? And the biggest moral question would be is do they have our greatest uh uh interest in mind i would be a way, way to word it okay well you, t you talked about government what what gives someone the right to govern yeah at all and i think it comes down to two different things the need of government and the ability to govern well yeah yeah. So People, if you have both of those things, that gives you the right to govern yep. completely. And because so, for instance, in, in the case of moral beings, right, which we are, mm -hmm. um, the reason God has the right to set up oughts, what we ought to do and what we ought to not do mm -hmm. 
is because of two different reasons. It's not like people are like, oh, well, God made us. Yeah. So that gives them the right to govern. But that's not actually true. The, the fact that he made us isn't the reason why he has a right to. No. It's because if he didn't, that would be unloving. So if he is a good God that has the best interest of everyone in mind, then, and he has the ability to fulfill that, then he has the right to govern. So, for instance, with moral beings, it is only right to create a moral government to where people are ought to do something for the best interest of everybody. So, um, God basically creates morality in order for the best interest of the beings themselves, not just like an arbitrary, like, Oh, I think this is good. And this is bad. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to tell you what to do because I'm God. It's no, he's thinking about us first. It's a selfless thought that creates an environment to where we can basically have our utmost, uh, interest in mind essentially. Yeah. 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 And I think it, the biggest problem is everybody's trying to lead somebody, people somewhere and they don't know where they're going. So it turns into a blind leader, basically, that they uh, think they that they know where they're going. But in reality, nobody really knows where they're going. So just it, making it up as it goes along. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, no. yeah, the, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. 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 I guess that works. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah. My train of thought, I, I could yeah. tell. Yeah. I'm sure the listener, the viewers, listeners that's could, the, could that, hear that. That's the problem, because you can know where you're going. That's the difference. You can. It's just most people don't want the truth. Yeah, the truth hurts. They want to live for themselves. And so if you look at reality for what it is and you really search for what is true, then you can know where this is all culminating to. And that's the difference is for, for me, I live with purpose every single day. There's nothing even coming here, even, you know, uh, seeing my friend at the grocery store, seeing a random person at the grocery store, anywhere I go, I know there's a reason that I'm there. And it's because I know where this whole cosmic story is culminating into. I know what is promised and the, the confidence in that promise that this this is all culminating to a place in, in my worldview and in the Christian worldview that, that this God... Uh, named Jesus is going to return to earth and restore all of creation back to its original intention. And there will be no pain. There will be no suffering like, and having that confidence because you can look back throughout history and see, you know, they, t- you know, you you hear about faith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are like, Oh, I just have faith. Yep. Well, most people think of that as like this blind belief, oh. uh, but that's not what it is at all. The, the, the word for faith in the Bible is simply to count as trustworthy. So if I'm going to put my faith in you, then uh, that would be probably pretty foolish at this time period in our relationship yeah. because I don't have much past historical context of your faithfulness, no, of how exactly. trustworthy you are. So, But if I say, hey, you know, you guys say, hey, we're going to do a podcast on this day and then we show up and do it. And then the next time, hey, we're going to do a podcast on this day and we show up and do it again, then oh, I have a reason why to believe that you will do what you say you're going to do. Yep. And that's the coolest thing about uh, 
Christianity. And that is the coolest thing about, you know, uh, being able to lead people to that with this worldview is you have a solid reason why to not only there's all these culminating factors that come together but a big one in my opinion is you have a you have somewhere you're taking people so a lot so many people are concerned with who's following them how many followers do i have how many podcast Mm -hmm. listeners do i have but not a lot of people are concerned with where they're taking them and like you said these politicians you know we see politics now it's this it's how much more power can i culminate for myself yeah um but when you have a true direction based in reality then you can confidently lead someone to a place where not only are they going to get fullness of joy fullness of uh, of of life in general but they also it is also just what is real and what is true most people think a christian is just someone that believes in something invisible but my definition of a Christian is someone that diligently searches until they find the truth. And throughout history, like you would never look at, you would never try to use the scientific method to try to discover if George Washington was real. No. What would you do? Uh, You'd look through history. But yeah, but yeah, now, yeah, now you're just trusting past sources. Yeah. Which we all know George Washington's real. We could, we could, but he, be, could, he could not be real though. Like, well, we yeah, could, the hardest thing is we could, people. we could get into that kind of insane idea system yeah, about yeah. that George Washington isn't real because we don't know for sure because it could be all a simulation or something. But no. when we come down to that point, that's just being insane. That's just look, throwing everything we know to be true out. Yeah. We know George Washington was the first president of the United States, mm-hmm. we know that because of historical accuracy. Uh, eyewitness testimony, all, all of these things, documents that talked about George Washington mm-hmm. from several different sources. Physical signatures we have of them. No. And yeah. the same thing is true for Jesus being a person on earth. See, we I have very that. accurate historical documentations that atheistic scholars will confirm. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, was he God? That's the question. And <clears throat> so... But for instance, what I the point I was trying to make with the faithfulness is you can look through the histories thousands of years, almost 2,000 years. I'm thinking of one particular instance in the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. 2,000 years before Jesus was born that describes his life in detail. Okay. And you have basically the Israelites. God came to Abraham which is basically the father of the Israelites. He's like the first Israelite. And he said, I'm going to use your people to your offspring, your to reach all of the nations, to bless all of the nations. I'm going to use probably one of the most unlikely groups of people that have been basically brutally murdered all throughout history. And I'm going to use you guys to show that I'm faithful that amongst, cause at that time, there was people worshiping all different types of gods. Mm-hmm. And the Bible describes these as actual entities. These are actual beings, spiritual beings. We would call them demons that would give people real power. Like the Babylonians would worship and do child sacrifices. Ooh. And then they would get real power because of this. And what, what the God Yahweh, the God of Israel, as he would describe himself, did was he said, I'm going to pick this one people group. I'm going to give you 
law, moral law. And I'm going to show you how to live. And this is going to distinguish you from the rest of these nations so that everybody will know that I am your God, that the God of Israel is the God of gods, the great Elohim, as it says. Elohim is like a word for spiritual beings, that I created all of these other gods that have went astray and like basically they're angels and demons. Uh, and he said, I'm going to make you promises and I'm going to fulfill those promises in a very distinct way, which you can track all throughout history and see that I kept my promises and that I am a promise keeper because that's what salvation is. It's not like saying a prayer in your head and believing in an invisible God. It's looking at God's trustworthiness and say, actually, I trust that you are going to do exactly what you said you were going to do, which is this final judgment called the day of the Lord. It's because like you said before, we're talking about government. What gives someone the right to govern? Well, we would never want to judge to just someone murder someone and then say, hey, free to go. No worries. Yeah. I have grace. I forgive you. There has to be justice for things to be right. Yeah. So yeah. God is an all-loving and all-just person, being. Yeah. And there's so what gives someone the right to judge uh, to 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 govern? Well, they have to be all loving and all just. There's no one on earth that exists that way. Yeah. So God's promise is, I'm going to return to earth and establish my government and restore things back to the original intention. And I'm going to rule you guys with, with your interest in mind. And this is like, so throughout history, he made these promises. And you can look back at these and see that these were made. And you basically, and, and so that's a big reason why uh, to trust that. It's like not a blind belief. It's not just thinking about something, but it's a real person. Is, that has promised real things that we can have real confidence in that gives us hope that gives us purpose and and is a description of reality and it's what we know to be true any society who has ever went astray from the moral law has always falls always ends up killing each other why is that it's not because it's just some made-up thing it's because it's a description of reality it's simply that and when we break off from reality, when we say, oh, well, I don't really believe the laws of physics are real, and we jump off a cliff, we're going to go splat on the ground. Yeah, true. And so here's the thing. It's like we can ignore it all we want, but when reality smacks us in the face at the end of our life, at the end of, the, the, of known history, there's going to be people on the right side, and there's going to be a lot of people on the wrong side. And... It's just what's true. Yeah. The truth will prevail. <laughs> you, know? you actually uh, just answered a question that yeah. I always thought about when I was a kid. So I grew up Christian. My sure. parents, we never really went to church, but they would take us to like youth groups and stuff like that. I went yeah. to a youth group every Wednesday. And uh, so I always grew up believing in God. And there was a point in my life where I just started thinking like, well, what's the point in not doing something that's sin worthy? Yes. Because God was the one that created heaven and hell as a punishment for doing <laughs> sins or for doing good. Yes. And so I was like, well, if he just took those away, then we would just be able to do what we wanted and nobody would be fearful of that. So what's the point in like not sinning? And then I just thought about it. If we didn't have those little like, like as Christians, if we didn't have those little 
things in the back of our mind going, okay, if I do this, I'm going to hell. I'm going to burn for eternity. Mm. We would devolve into immorality and the world as we know it would just yes. cease to exist well, because we would all kill each other. And the answer to your question is it's it's not just arbitrary. Like yeah. God didn't just come up with these rules and say, hey, you got to follow this or I'm going to send you to hell. Yeah. Because he's not a totalitarian leader. Mm-hmm. He goes, man, what is good for the people I created? No. Yeah. He's like a he's a childlike kid, you know, in the sense like a kid's like, hey, how about we all have snacks? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to be left out. <laughs> so what's the best thing for everybody? That is what love is, is choosing for the highest good of everyone. Yeah. And so whenever he created, it's not the, that he won't, like being immoral is God's just like, man, this guy sucks. I'm going to send him to hell. It's yeah. that immorality itself in reality and what is true and what is real Mm -hmm. leads you away from god and leads you because god is life it's like water right if i just go man water's totalitarian it makes me drink it and if i don't drink it i'm gonna die so f you water like (laughs) i don't want nothing to do with you because you're you're making me drink you it's like no you'd think i was an idiot it's, no. it's just the nature of reality. No. We have to drink water. We're dependent on a lot of things. Exactly. No. Yeah. And so that that is what's true about God. It's like if we ignore, because we there's never been a kid, never been a kid that that doesn't assume God is real yeah. whenever he's young. Like you just know. Yeah. But eventually, over time, you you know, well, you could do, you know, and you start to create these, and it really is back to what I said originally. Moral rejection is always followed by mental deception yep. every time. And the problem is, is we're blinded by these things. And we don't want to see it because if we see it and if we acknowledge that the God of the Bible is real and he is God, for one, that's kind of scary. <laughs> for two, that means something in our life has to change. No. But it's not, he's not a totalitarian leader. He loves us and it's just like if how I, I would be like, hey, bro, like let's not jump off this bridge today. You're gonna hurt yourself. It's because I love you. You know. Well, it's like mm-hmm. it's just a description of what's true. And so God designed things out of His character, but He is subject to that Himself. Mm-hmm. So He, because He has to be who He is, all loving and all just, He has to have justice and people like because. If there is going to be a time period where there is no suffering, there is no selfishness, there is no uh, death, you can't just keep all the things that cause that around. There, but it says out of his patience, he, he's patient and enduring. Like he has a, he's enduring long suffering. Uh, Uh-oh, long text message. What is this? <laughs> Oh, is this the one you said? So uh, Ian just handed me this uh, this uh, quote by G.K. Chesterton that he was reading me earlier. It's very. Do you just want to read it on here, sure. real fast? Yeah, yeah come I, on I over, dude. You would. Yeah. So I don't know how close I need to the mic. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. All right, I'll be. I'm right here. There you go. Cool. Yeah, that's loud. Sounds yeah. Good. Sweet. Okay. Cool. So I just I don't know. Bailey was talking about. You know, God kind of being like a kid. And uh, 
I just heard this quote today and I was like, dude, that is incredible. So I'll just read it real quick. Um, because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit, fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again. And the grown up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown up people, people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exalt in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. So that's uh, G.K. Chesterton from his book, Orthodoxy. Okay. Okay, okay yeah. Okay. It's a lot of information all at once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to unpack it. Uh, well, I mean, we're going from like religion. Do you want to like, unpack government. any of like what I just talked about or anything like that? Zach, you're kind of lacking here. Now. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's starstruck. <laughs> I mean, anything. Literally, and you unpack anything yeah, about yeah. that start, would be helpful. You always come so. Up hey, with the good hey, maybe so. let's let's talk about because I I seen I saw the wheels rolling for this a little bit the the historical evidence or the historical relevance of jesus as a yeah. as a man well my, my biggest thing i just don't trust people yeah like if someone told me like just now that he just saw someone then like it's like 50 50 like no. i don't know you might have you might have everything's not. either 50 50 either it is or it isn't i get that but i don't know i take that to like another level do you believe george washington is real uh i I mean, I believe that it could have been. I mean, I I don't. Do you put... believe that he's real? You personally? Me personally? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, because there's a lot of he's on my money. You know, <laughs> okay. I, I feel like they wouldn't put like a fake character on my money. Well, why? Yeah, like, but why, why wouldn't they? Yeah, but we hit Be... this stupid question of why. Yeah, because here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. You can make up all this. Like people are so. Like honestly, people are idiots these days true because they start making up things and they think it's more likely than just being a simple answer they go well i think possibly the most sold book in all of history is a grand conspiracy that a lot of people got together (laughs) and they decided we're going to make up all of this stuff so that everybody would believe it even though there's no incentivization to do so and all of these people died on behalf of this (laughs) in order to make up this big story that meant nothing anyway yeah yeah it's ridiculous yeah (laughs) i get that the the bible's been such it's probably the most impactful anything in the last two thousand years of humanity i mean it's literally routed in any every culture in the last two thousand years so obviously it's important it's obviously has something i mean just looking like from the outside obviously this is probably probably the most important note is is religion in the last especially two thousand years yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, since then i mean we've come a long way as a civilization from in two thousand years yeah, compared yeah. to and like how the earth ages this is the thing that's always stuck with me about religion is like even for people that don't believe it even for people that don't believe in god the morals behind christianity are still good like you shouldn't go out and murder somebody you shouldn't go out and steal from somebody whether it's true and real or not the morals that are being conveyed by the bible and by the christian religion are still morals that should be followed yes mm-hmm. well the and the problem with that statement though 
is if there's no God, there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason to follow morality. Yeah. Actually, morality cannot exist within without an outside influence. And the atheist would say, oh, well, society determines that. And then you go, well, do you believe raping someone is okay? Do you believe murder is okay? And it's like some societies do. But there's something in us mm-hmm. deep down that says this is wrong, there is wrong, and there is right. Where does that come from? Well, it could be natural evolution that we just progress into this. But that's not how evolution works. Evolution goes survival of the fittest. If that was true, if we actually lived that way, we would be killing every single kid that's autistic. We'd be killing grandmas after they can't drive anymore and they're wrecking into people on the roads Mm -hmm. because it'd be a hindrance to the evolution of the human race. And that's not how we live because we weren't actually designed that way. We were designed to actually be rooted in reality. It's when we start to deny the truth because here's the thing. God has given us free will. Mm -hmm. That's why we're in the predicament we're in. Because without free will, there can be no love, right? You have to have choice. Yeah. If I had no choice to, it would be really hard to sit here and talk if y'all like tied me up and said, hey, you're going to come <laughs> be in our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be loving at all. That, that, it would, I'd be like, what the heck am I doing here? I'm like, I'm not going to talk on this. Yeah. That'd be horrible because there has to be choice. Now, here's the thing. Choice comes with, Okay, God knows that the best thing for you is the life-giving source in which he is. He is life itself. The the substance in which created everything. Now, in order to have choice, you have to have the choice to walk away from him. Mm-hmm. But when you start to walk away from him, you become insane. And you start coming up with these crazy theories. And your mind starts to, it says, I will give them up to a debased mind. That you will start to think weird thoughts because you chose have you ever heard of the term in the Bible? It's like, I harden their hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's, and it sounds bad, right? You're like, man, why would God harden someone's heart? No. But all that all that word is really is it means strengthen their will. So, at a certain point, God goes, "You really want that so bad? Okay, you can have it. No, you can have it instead of me. You can have it instead of the truth. You can start to believe these things." Believe gravity is not real, but it doesn't change the fact that it is. No. And the, the consequences uh, go that way. I don't remember what exactly you said at the beginning of that. Uh, I just said, like, even for people that don't believe in Christianity, yeah. the morals that are put in place by the Christian beliefs are still good morals to follow. Yeah. And that's why whenever you take God out of the equation, societies always fall mm-hmm. no matter what. All throughout history, every single time, without a, without excuse, it's never before happened to where a society lasts that didn't believe in God, and they end up committing genocide. I mean, you see what's happening in the United States right now. Yeah, yeah. it is crazy. There's more people that deny God than ever before in this country, and it's the craziest it's ever been. And guys are calling themselves girls. They're cutting their wieners off. Mm-hmm. Like, do we not think this is crazy? Earth is flat. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, don't. we have to get rooted in what's true and real. And the fact is, if we want purpose at all, there has to be God. If there is rights or wrongs, there has to be God. And we can dive into, like, why that is the case. But there's yeah. no basis for morality apart from there being an all-knowing 
wise outside source in order to develop it. There's just not. There's no way to determine it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hit me with them questions, Zach. I'm I'm here to honestly I'm here to listen. <laughs> really? Yeah. You hit me with some questions. You this keep asking the, me. This is the one podcast you don't have questions you on. Questions? Yeah, hey, I, I think it would be fun. Like I I know your worldview is a little bit different and stuff like that, or or where you you're sitting at right now. Um, I think it'd be fun just to do like a little Q and A on like the Christian worldview or anything that okay. you guys have questions about on these topics. I think okay. it'd be really fun. All right. So if y'all want to do that, we can right, do that. Let me think of a question real quick. I, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, in your entire like journey, have mm-hmm. you ever questioned it to a point where you would stop? Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Whenever I, like, I, I wasn't following the Lord my my first few years of college uh, in the end of high school. I, I really, I started listening to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time, and he doesn't believe in God. Mm. He believes there could be a God, but he doesn't believe he's not Christian. Yeah. Um, and I, I think really deep down, it was just I wanted to live. I wanted to be the God of my own life. Yeah. I wanted to decide what I wanted to decide. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. Do what makes you happy. What I thought would make me happy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what I thought I wanted, <laughs> yeah. which yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's is always part. empty. I mean, look at people, look at these great entrepreneurs, you know, they, they think it'll fulfill them. It never does. Yeah. The, so, yeah, I mean, there was a time period where I was like, you know, like I had all these wacky ideas. I, I looked into all this. Like I said, I was doing psychedelic drugs, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like it gives you wisdom it gives you like what i think is demonic wisdom yeah um into it's kind of close to the truth but it's slightly off and it always gets you to focus on yourself self-help like this you know the self and if you look at the beginning of genesis it says is god really who he says he is the the serpent the spiritual being that's in the garden goes is god actually who he says he is maybe you know, maybe what he's saying wasn't true. Maybe you could decide for yourself. Maybe you could have the knowledge of good and evil and start to be like God yourself. It's the same problem since the beginning of time. If you just look at, that's what I think. Like most people make the, the Christian worldview just so weird. It's the most practical, rooted in reality thing ever. It's not weird. It's just you when you look at things for what they are, you're like, oh, Man, it's obvious. How did I never not see this? Mm-hmm. And really, it all comes down, for me at least, comes down to I just wanted to live however I wanted. And to acknowledge God meant that I had to stop that. I had to live for him mm-hmm. because intrinsic value obligates. God is intrinsically the most valuable person. When I put my focus on him and make my life about deciding on behalf of what he cares about, that is the best thing for everyone else. But whenever I make it about me, what I want, that is the absolute worst thing for everybody else. Everybody is just a pawn to get what I want to whatever sensual uh, experience or or uh, success. You are but simply a pawn to that. If God doesn't exist, you have no intrinsic value. You are not important. There's no reason I should care about you because there's no intrinsic value. 
But when the image of God is placed upon your life, that is what gives you intrinsic value, not just extrinsic. Without God, there's there's only extrinsic value, the value that you do for me. That's why relationships always fall apart. That's why the divorce rate is higher than ever. Yeah. Oh, you stopped making me happy. <laughs> well, that's not what you were designed to do in the first place. Yeah. Yes, you can gain happiness from this person, but but a true relationship is unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and each other. Like there has to be that that centerpiece or it just all falls apart. And so that's kind of my answer is, is yeah, of course. Like I think it's good to question these things. Mm-hmm. Like if you grew up in church and you didn't question like why you believe what you believe, I think that's ridiculous. I think I that's agree. stupid. Like like I said, a Christian is not someone who blindly believes. It's someone who diligently searches until they find the truth. You have to be able to give a reason for why you believe and why that makes sense. Okay, if you're atheist, you uh, sure, you can give some reasons for that of why maybe, you know, we the most unlikely scenario in all of history that nothing or something came from nothing and exploded and and then suddenly all this quarks and stuff started to combine together and, and out of randomness with no reason whatsoever to create atoms and somehow those atoms evolved into uh matter and that matter and slush just turned eventually leading to humans like you can believe that but you know what that means your life is meaningless and you have no value and what the end of your life is, is death and destruction. And you might as well kill yourself now. Like that is the whole thing. You can have some fun in the meantime, but if life is, you know, if there's suffering in life, why, why would you endure that if there's no meaning or purpose for it anyway, that you came from nothing and you're going to go back to nothing? Like that is what that worldview ends with. You know, that is the end of that worldview. So, like, maybe you can justify that somehow in your mind, but you have to realize that you're trying to defend a meaningless worldview, like one that leads to nothingness. And, you know, we always, like, you know, there's people that I encounter that are always like, well, yeah, just it sounds nice. I just get to sleep for a long time. We don't know what not existing is like. Nobody has ever explained to us what not existing is like. It could be the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is. We were meant to live forever. And like people, so I, I don't know I'm random, uh, rambling, but I guess, <laughs> no, I guess I'm, I'm here for that and we can make some good content off of it. Uh, <clears throat> so part of the, the big problem that people run into is they're like, man, doesn't, doesn't heaven sound kind of boring? Like, I don't want to just sit on a freaking cloud and play a harp and sing kumbaya <laughs> yeah. like all for the rest of eternity. That sounds really boring. And that, that is true. That sounds really freaking boring. Yes, yes, it does. And you know, oh, yeah. you know why that sounds boring? Because it's not true. No. Because that, that is not what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus is returning to earth to restore all of creation. Literally, we get a DLC pack. that's what's gonna happen we get restored bodies so we get new like upgraded armor or whatever yeah skins or whatever (laughs) and we get a full dlc expansion pack basically i believe that this is not what the this specifically is not stated in the bible but this is where that leads my mind is that we're going to be able to explore all of the cosmos every part of the universe when it's for as it's forever expanding for all of eternity 
in eternal communion and happiness with each other and with God forever. It's, like it's going to be the, the ultimate sandbox video game, essentially. And that is what we're meant for, to yeah. do that forever. Like Ian said with that quote, do it again, do it again. We're never going to get bored of the Im- infinity. Mm-hmm. God, we're going to forever be learning more about God's character. What, what yeah. you're explaining right now reminds me so much of Minecraft. I don't know mm. why. <laughs> just like you complete yeah. everything and you, you, you're done with everything, you're fulfilled, and then you just switch it to creative and just look yes. around. Well, not only that, though, but it's yeah, called God mode too. Yeah, like, well, yeah, but even just the repetition, though, like the Minecraft. Uh, yeah, start again. Let's do it again. Yeah, just do it again. Let's do it again. Let's, let's beat the dragon. dragon again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now humans love repetition. It's, it's, yeah. it's pleasing repetition. Yeah, people don't like change. It's really what it comes down to. Is no. people don't people like consistency. They don't, they don't they don't like change. They they want to keep it everything the same. They want yeah. predictability. Well, here's what happened. We things weren't meant to end. Yeah, God designed this in a way that it, it would never end. We weren't supposed to die, but when man chose to walk away from God and say, "I don't trust you," I want to be my own God and do it my own way. The curse of death came upon humanity, and so here's the thing, though. That's because of choice so that choice had to be there for there to be love but here's the thing out of god's eternal wisdom he saw that okay if they make this choice i have another plan and this plan is hard this plan has suffering in it because of the choices of humanity but he promised this is in genesis 3 or genesis 2 he goes there will be a seed that comes from you. Remember I talked about the line of Abraham? Yeah. How it led to yeah. Israel and God mm-hmm. revealing himself through this in this particular people group? Mm-hmm. Well, that all tracks all the way to the beginning of time in, in Genesis. God promised there will be a seed that comes from the woman to crush the head of the serpent. And what that meant to them at that time was the offspring of the woman will restore us back. It was basically like Adam and Eve went to from 8K to 420p like in an instant. They saw the 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 contrast of what it was like to live with no uh, insecurity, with no uh, shame, and then all of a sudden they felt shame for the first time. They they saw their 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 eyes were glazed over in a, in a sense they couldn't see they saw everything pixelated it wasn't as glorious anymore and they started to freak out they're like dang this is horrible and then god says okay there's going to be a way out this seed and he's talking about jesus but of course they think it's going to be their kids so what happens cain and abel right you, you guys know the story of cain and abel yep. cain kills abel because he's jealous well you know what why that was so devastating at the time because one of them was supposed to be the messiah one of them was supposed to restore creation back was supposed to defeat evil defeat death restore it back to where they didn't die again but one kills the other so one's dead and the the other is a murderer yeah no (laughs) which and unfortunate but, but you can literally track this line 
all the way down to Jesus. That's why you see in the like in Genesis in the Bible, there's this lineages. Like no nobody like gets it at first. I didn't get it. I'm like, oh, this is boring. Why do I want to read the father of this, the father of this? That's the one that's like so and so beget so and so. Yes. I went through that entire thing and it t- I didn't understand it the first time I read it. Yes. It's literally they're so smart. It's tracking the lineage. Yeah. That's all it is. So you can go back and see, remember? Mm-hmm. God is a promise keeper. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise at the beginning of time and then jesus makes new promises not new promises but he he confirms promises that were already made about the restoration of all creation so the whole entire bible is this big narrative happening that we are living in right now that leads to eternal life and joy if we join in and trust the god of israel who we trust in jesus and we start to do the things he does and we get to know him. It says eternal life is in knowing God and we can know him. And there's crazy things that's happened because, dude, so we just, like I'm, I'm a little tired today because we just had a conference at, out at Messiah's Ranch with all, like 400 and 500 people, all these different schools, Baylor, uh, UT Arlington, all of these Chi Alphas, the student, organize, or, uh, student ministries that are over there came together and we hosted this event. And, uh, Man, I've been just walking. It's called walking in the spirit. So uh, you can be Christian. You can believe in God, but you can not be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And because of pride, because of there's things that keep God from working through you. It's been incredible how whenever I talk to these people, I felt so honored because these people kept saying, oh, have you met Bailey? Have you met Bailey? because one of the nights I walk over to the fire and I'm literally praying to God. I'm saying, God, why am I here? Who do you want me to speak to? Lord, I want you to speak through me. And start talking to certain people. I'm able to speak directly to their heart of exactly what they're confused with. And it's amazing because it's like a superpower because it's the God of the universe coming and manifesting through me and being and I am being the vessel the hand of the creator of everything communicating to people to lead them to him like and this is a real thing that that I've been experiencing because of honestly a lot of sacrifice that led me to that place but it's the most amazing and uh the most peaceful and joyful and purposeful way that to live it's I've never been more fulfilled, more at peace, out of my own head. Like, it's amazing. And, and this is because of trust. Any relationship has to have trust. If you don't trust, you don't have a relationship. You're always thinking, oh, what, what's wrong with this person? So uh, that's kind of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a question. Yeah. So, uh, my first question was actually about do you believe in the afterlife and all that but you actually covered that pretty yes, well yes, earlier yes. so uh my next one would be what wh- why do you think 2000 years ago that like that arbitrary date like that's when jesus was born in bethlehem like why do you think it started then that's a great question um i don't know i don't believe in predestination Okay. I believe that it's kind of a combination of the two in a sense. So 
the definition of power is to the ability to enact one's will on reality around them. So God has ultimate power. So he has the ability to enact his will in an, to the ultimate, to the nth degree on anything he wants. Now, because of his character, so that's his nature. Because of his character, he doesn't. Because he cares more about us than he does being selfish. He's the most innocent, unselfish being in all the universe. So all his decisions are made out of what is the best thing for everyone. And uh, so I don't know if it was planned necessarily for that specific time period for Jesus to be born. But what I do know is what probably happened is out of God's infinite wisdom, he saw now's the time. And he had a plan. So it's this weird combination because the Bible talks about predestination, but it's mostly specifically talking about uh, the line of Abraham, the Israelites. It's talking about predestining them to be a royal priesthood to bless the nations and disciple them into knowing Yahweh, the God of Israel. So we're Gentiles. So we're basically Gentiles, a, a well-rounded term, or you could say the nations. We are everything other than an Israelite. And so, <clears throat> so there's predestination in the sense of that, in the sense of God chose to, but the word predestined in the Bible mainly just means, in a similar way, uh, it means to mark boundaries. So in a similar way, like, you chalk a football field and you say, oh, here's this end zone, here's this end zone. In order to win the game, you must cross this touchdown line. And that's how you win. That you could say the, the ref has predestined the game. It doesn't mean he decided who was going to win and who was going to lose. It means he set the parameters in which it was required to win or to lose. And so that's mainly what it talks about in the Bible when it talks about predestined. So I I don't know if I have a good answer for like why he came at this particular time period. Um, but I can tell you a big reason why he came was to confirm God's trustworthiness. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff like Jesus, uh, Jesus's life. You know, like you can study his life, uh, and there's only three conclusions. There's, there's no, a lot of people say Jesus always like I, tr I, I enjoy or I, I think his uh, morality is good. I think uh, his teachings were, were well, but I don't think he was God. That is not an option. The only three options is, either he was, a liar, he was a lunatic, or he was Lord. Those are the only three options. I remember you telling me that before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, so he came for a very specific reason. And it, and it says for the, uh, he came for the, the children of Israel um, because <clears throat> he wanted to uh, show people. Basically, he confirmed a line of Jewish thinking. So there was a, at the time, Judaism was all, spread out okay this is how it's going to work this is what it means this is what it means and jesus came and said no this is the truth so he confirmed that everything from the prophets and everything were true and that we can trust in him and it showed us how to walk in humility and how to not love our life uh so much so that we 
we're making selfish decisions all for ourselves, but that even the king of the world could humble himself and show us how to go from the highest place of exaltation to the lowest place where your own creations are uh, spitting on you, stripping you naked, nailing you to a cross, and murdering you uh, to confirm the validity of God's word. And, and it's all a confirmation. And so when we, like, so martyrdom, like, the reason why we can look at the historical documentations and we can say, man, it's very likely that, that Jesus was God and that he did raise from the dead is because hundreds of his followers died on behalf of that belief. So you can say they made it up and they were just saying random stuff, but they died for that because they really thought that he rose from the dead. And uh, so, you know, he could have been a magician and tricked everybody. Um, but to me, that's that's a stretch. That's far more yeah. unlikely. <laughs> uh, let me see. Okay, so since, mm -hmm. I would say, like 2,000 years ago, technology has basically grown exponentially. So totally. Obviously, I would say that religion and technology pretty much go hand in hand. And... I read something, I don't remember where I read it, but talking about how uh, like the Holy Wars and all that forced uh, empires to, you know, do design, do research and actually build stuff instead of, you know, just living their lives. And it caused more people to do that and, you know, people to start mining stuff, materials to sure. be made, brought, and it forced wars, forced people to further society, farther in technology. Innovate. Yeah. And, and since then, I mean, I mean, still to this day, I mean, all, all huge technologies like nuclear power was World War II. I mean, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have it if we weren't trying to win a war at the same time. Mm. So war, even though it's pretty bad, seems to drive innovation, and it seems to really start back in you know year two thousand years ago. Mm. Are you saying we need another uh, holy war? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Go take Jerusalem. The Crusades start again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look at those. Uh, you know the crusades and stuff like that and people always they're like man well, all these christians did this stuff i'm like yeah people do a lot of stuff in the name of a lot of things yeah that aren't actually following them um but where, where are we getting at with technology okay so okay so because like i love say, talking about technology and i have a lot yeah. of okay, opinions so and insights on let's say starting 2000 years ago obviously technology advanced exponentially is that a result as of christianity and mm. christ being born um do you think they i don't think so you don't think they relate well i think uh so i think this may be what you're getting at i think uh every so the so we'll get, we kind of get into greek worldview a little bit so greek worldview is that there's a complete separation so let me explain something that really hinders the christian uh faith nowadays that that the west has has no idea is influencing them uh is so <clears throat> i think it was i can't remember exactly but uh augustine no it was august who do you do you know who taught plato 
Oh, oh okay. Uh, it was either Augustine or uh, oh, not Augustine. It it was, I don't think it was second. Augustine. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it sounds like that though. Uh, was Socrates Plato? Yeah, Socrates. Yeah. Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. So Socrates taught Plato, and Plato taught Alexander the Great. Yep. Alexander the Great basically conquered all of the known world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a very evil man. He yeah. just, bro, he did what, it, and he, he did it at twenty years old. Yeah. Like imagine becoming king at twenty years old, and you're like, I can do whatever I want. Like that's bad news like, yeah i don't want a 20 year old doing that but I, uh yeah I, I don't believe alexander the great didn't have a son right because if he did i, I so. feel bad for him how do you step into the shoes of your dad at that point i'm <laughs> i'm not sure but essentially what what happened was uh so socrates uh, never wrote anything down so this is before jesus okay so uh greek thought was um basically Alexander the Great basically converted everywhere that he settled into Greek thought. Yep. So, and and Greek thought is that the the thought of something is more real than the actual tangible thing yeah. itself, which is completely opposite of the Christian worldview. But what happened was this guy named Origen got a hold of this greek ideas and he uh basically said well this stuff that the bible's talking about is literally just what the greeks are talking about and so he combined the two together and that's western christianity is that there's the spiritual realm and then there's the physical and that the two are different but the truth is that they're one in the same so they're combined. There's no distinction in the Bible. So the heavens are just actually a place within creation. So where God, where God dwells, as described in the Bible, isn't another dimension. It's just up. And why this is important is because when you talk about technology, when you talk about is, is there a spiritual component to technology, I think there's a spiritual component to everything we do. I think making your bed is spiritual. I think all of these things play into um, what what my pastor has been talking about lately is is a triumphant Christian life and effective spiritual warfare. So what we believe is that every motivation, it's called principalities. Paul says there's, we're not at war against flesh and blood enemies, but the rulers and the principalities in the unseen realms. There is always a force behind different temptations so greed there is a demonic being that rules greed there is a demonic being over certain areas of the world these are all described and that tell us lies and 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 manipulate us and their forces in in reality um so let's talk about the iphone right the iphone came out in 2007 i actually stood in line for it Really, like uh, iPhone number one. Yeah, iPhone, okay. <laughs> and uh, I I didn't have the money for it at the time, but I got paid a hundred bucks to stand in line, and I was like ten at the time, so okay. that was a lot of money. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. and it was fun. Like I was like the iPhone, what? This is crazy. I'm getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, so, uh, in in Steve Jobs' autobiography, and what's really cool is when I was nineteen, 
I might have been 20 at the time when this happened. I think I was still 19, though. Uh, I actually interviewed Bob Metcalf. He's the creator of Ethernet. Mm. So he's explaining to me that in one day, he did it a thousand times. He did it a hundred times bandwidth speeds. He did it a thousand times bandwidth speeds. In one day, his invention, 10,000 times bandwidth speeds. And that is the reason that is what enabled every application we know today that we can use because the pipeline got bigger. Yep. So it enabled mm-hmm. new applications that weren't ever possible. You wouldn't have thought about watching video online. Yeah. You because and so he mentored Steve Jobs. And so I got to talk talk to him about jobs and and things like this. And the thing that Steve Jobs describes, and this plays into my testimony, in his uh, biography is that how he came up with the iPhone was from LSD. Really? And in LSD, he describes this. And the LSD trip is what gave him the idea of iPhone. Now, what I believe what happened is a, dem- a demonic being gave him that that wisdom to, to invent this. The iPhone is responsible <laughs> for all of our modern day, like you, you can say good things came out of it, but think about what it has done to society in just less than 20 years. Yeah. Less Definitely than, had a major impact. What, is it, what has it been? 15 years? Yeah. And think about how much crazy things have gotten because of because we have a screen in our pocket. We have access to information immediately. And yes. Even if the information is not correct. And it, the, yes. So this is an unpopular view among most Christians because they don't really think about this stuff. But I don't know if the creation of the iPhone is immoral or amoral in itself. I think like music. So music, you can definitely feel like some music is evil. Oh yeah. Like suicide boys. Like, have you ever heard that? Oh yeah. It's just like, you feel it's evil. You just know it. And because it comes, it's what's inside the creator of the music comes out and it can be transferred in some way we don't understand. And I think that can be the same of technology is, you know, the iPhone and Facebook and Instagram are probably responsible for more suicides in history than ever before. Why is that? Why is that? Is it just because it happened to be that way? Or it was that intentional, you know, in some way? And so I do think there's a spiritual component to technology. But what I think, so there's this story in the Bible called the Tower of Babel. Uh, have y'all, are y'all familiar with it? Yep. So it's a little confusing because people look at the Tower of Babel and they're like, ah, this is weird. So all the people came to one place and they started to build this tower. Why, why were they trying to, they didn't really think they could reach the heavens with this tower and so we can make a great name for ourselves. So the first thing with that is God specifically commanded the people to be fruitful and multiply and, and scatter into all of the earth. Like I said, the DLC pack that God has intended for us. He wants us to explore everything. He wants us to listen to him and say, hey, this is the best thing for you. But instead, they're like, nope, actually, we care about ourselves. We're going to go specifically against what you say, and we're going to do this thing. So the word for tower in that part of the Bible is actually better translated and a lot of times translated to the word pyramid. So what they were actually trying to do in the Tower of Babel is create a device that harnessed demonic forces in order to circumvent 
God's plan for history and to do it their way. And that's the same thing I was trying to do with psychedelic drugs was I thought, oh man, I get these insights and I can, I can be a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. I can have you know millions of podcast listeners that'll give me freedom. I can travel wherever I want. I can do all these things, but it wasn't God's plan. And, and because, and, and so here's the thing. It's, it sounds weird. It's like, oh, it's, it wasn't God's plan. Well, why is God's plan better than yours? Because he has ultimate wisdom. He sees our lives and he says, I, I can see it. I know what's best for you. Just trust me. Listen to me. And But we think that we know. We think that. So I describe it as like a, you know, a commanding military officer has a, has a guy uh, down in the, the jungle and he's walking through. And the commanding military officers on the UAV system, and he sees the map, he sees where the trails lead, and he sees where he needs to go. And that, you know, you always see in the war movies when, when the, when the military officer on the ground or the 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 soldier says, oh, "I'm turning off the comms," and he throws it away, he always dies, right? He's like, "I'm going rogue." Yeah. It's like it would be stupid not to listen to the person that can see where you need to go yeah yeah and in his limited view is oh i got three choices right here but i can't see where they lead you know mm-hmm. and and that's similar god sees um sees those uh things in our life and so yeah ultimately i i think there's a spiritual component to every choice we make um but uh, yeah so that kind of <laughs> i know these are dense like yeah, they are okay yeah. so so uh the tower of babel so the, let yeah, me wrap this yeah, yeah so yeah. tower of babel was and you look and you see pyramids all over the world yeah oh yeah pyramids are always associated with with people groups that worshiped demons you see it through all history and the demons would give them things it's documented things happen things happen and what and it always led them to doing crazy horrible things like a big so there's one specific thing that happened in um, my friend he grew up 18 years as a missionary's kid in guatemala he has dual citizenship in america and guatemala he was talking about the witch doctors there and how all that worked and that it manifests way different than it does in america the the demonic forces but part of their ancient culture was you sacrifice your firstborn kid for prosperity to the gods on the pyramids on the aztec pyramids so if you sacrifice them then you'll have crops the rest of your life then you won't have to worry about it and it actually happened now what does that sound like sounds like murder well it sounds like murder sounds a lot like making a deal well what does it sound like that we do now it's it's in, it's intense, but what's the reason people don't want to have babies when they get pregnant? Because it costs a lot of freaking money. Oh yeah, yeah. money. Yeah. So like abortion. It's easy. You just sacrifice your firstborn ch- child. You don't call it that. Yeah. You call it abortion. You call it oh, it's my choice. But then you get to live prosperly. Yeah. It's the same principality behind that, and so. What they were trying to do at the Tower of Babel, and I know I'm making this well round, like this rounded way back, is they were tr- trying to harness demonic technology in a sense mm-hmm. to not have to be patient and not have to listen to God and 
basically trust him so that he could restore all of creation. They were trying to overcome death on their own. And what does that sound like? Everything Elon Musk wants to do, everything all these people want to do, they're trying to figure out a way how that we can't die. Oh, shorten the tele or lengthen the telomere links, whatever. We can use CRISPR technology to manipulate DNA. I truly believe that in some way, their technology is leading to another Babylonian society, another uh, Tower of Babel, another way that humans are going to try to overcome the curse of death on their own. And it's going to lead to something very dark. And it's going to lead to something very uh, horrible that we don't even know because we're so focused on ourselves. And we, we don't want to submit to the way God made things and trust in Him because it's hard. You have to lose your life to, to gain it. It's hard. Um, but it's, it's when, and you know, when that day comes, we're going to look at it and we're going to be like, man, I'm so glad I made that choice. So glad I, I, uh, that was a, honestly, the, the best deal ever. <laughs> you know? So you talking about that, about like people trying to get around life or the, get around the curse of death, like the tower of Babel, what they were trying mm -hmm. to do makes me think of a lot of like old legends you hear from like the Aztecs or old Spaniard conquistadors going out looking for like the fountain of youth or the elixir of life yes. and all of them just dying <laughs> in that process trying mm -hmm. to find that yes just makes me think about all those old legends yeah well and it and it talks about <clears throat> in Genesis the tree of life and and this this is a theme um, throughout the the Bible though Jesus the Samaritan woman's at the well and Jesus goes uh can you give me some water? And she's like, the heck a Jew talking to me? Like at that time, that was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, if you really knew who I was, you'd ask me for living water and you'd never be thirsty again. So these things, there's so many, even like this thing called the Babylonian pattern. I'm just relating this back to what you're saying about these stories of the mm -hmm. elixir of life or, or whatever yeah. is the, the devil is a super wise in a sense. Like he's super dumb at the same time, but he he's a very ancient being that has power. Yeah. It's in a certain extent. He, he really doesn't have much power, but he has the power in which he can manipulate people because since we're made in the image of God, we have authority over creation. He doesn't because he wasn't made in the image of God. And so, but... So what he did was he was like, okay, I am going to basically put all of these same looking patterns that will be in the sun. That's why you see people worshiping Mary and stuff like that. Um, but it was kind of like this distraction thing of, of okay, there's going to be all these different patterns. Because what it, th this is the thing. The devil is always trying to mimic what God does. And that's why in, in Revelation, in the, the book of Daniel, and these prophecies talking about end-time prophecy, it, it seems very similar to what God has promised. And it seems almost there because it says he masquerades as an angel of light. That, that whatever happens, it talks about this Antichrist, this man that will come and he will... Even he'll be so convincing that he even to deceive the elect. So it's talking about even to deceive Jews, 
is the chosen people of Israel, the people that were supposed to translate the message of God. And, uh, and so it's always, it's a Trojan horse. Yeah. It's always yeah. almost the truth. It seems almost real because, so have y'all seen, uh, what's it called? Uh, Independence Day with Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, a while, but yeah. It's a know. great movie. Yeah. Do you remember how they took down the mothership? Uh, oh. No, I I don't. You know didn't, they, didn't they have one of their spaceships and they mimicked it like coming back in with a nuke? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So what they Ooh. what they did was they took one of their own ships and the mothership thought it was one of theirs, and they basically uh, accepted it. And then it was a virus. They put a computer virus and they took down the shields because remember they would try to oh yeah the military would try to shoot shoot uh, missiles but it would just hit their shields and wouldn't hurt the mothership. Yeah. They would, and then so. Because the 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 mothership accepted it, accepted this little aircraft because it it was familiar. It was what it was designed to take in, and that's what the lies of the devil are. They're very similar. They they're almost right, but they're just slightly off. He doesn't care if you believe in God. He doesn't care. What he cares is if you follow him, if you trust him. See. Adam and Eve, they believed in God. They believed God was real. But he was concerned with making them not trust him. And that's what God cares about. Because with trust, there's with no trust, there's no relationship. And he deeply desires for us to be with him because he knows that's the best thing for us and everyone else. That that is life itself. It's like the water. Back to the water. He knows we need to drink water. We have to drink water. And if we don't, we'll die. And so he wants to lead us to living water. And yeah, so. Hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I'm in a, uh, what's the, what was that one teacher's name? Uh, well, that's just all the, <laughs> yeah. all nice. the same school. Uh, what was name? Yeah, but there was more than one teacher. Yeah, I know, what, but there's not one teacher's name your entire high school uh, career. Mickelson. Mr. Mickelson's Mick- Yeah. You remind me of um, Mr. Mickelson from mm. Gunderson High School. What did he teach? History. He taught history. Mm. Yeah. Recent history. Wow. Like 80s, 90s, and now is one that, of his classes. No, but that's the. And then. Uh, 1900, 1900 and up. 20th century. He started at 20s. Sure. He started <laughs> I, I mean, my, I did he, yeah, okay. Yeah. Are you talking about like energy levels? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just <laughs> delivering it. Yeah. I like it. Nice. I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. That's a great movie. movie. I watched it recently. I've never seen Talladega Nights. I feel like you probably watched it with me. And you watch more movies than I do. There's no way you yeah, haven't. Yeah, there's I, no way you haven't I've seen it. I've never seen Talladega Nights. We gotta watch it. <laughs> Shake and bite. <laughs> I know, I know, like a bunch of the quotes from it, but I've never seen. It. I just know the quotes from like memes and hanging I'm around you guys. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one hundred and one. Holy cow! We're really an hour and forty minutes into this thing. Yeah, it hasn't even felt like that long. Huh? No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> I looked up 40. like I looked up like five minutes ago and it was ago. sixty minutes, and I was like, that was forty was, minutes." Yeah, ago. that was forty minutes ago. Holy cow! Yeah, well, what's the longest podcast? Two or three hours? Yeah, something oh, really? like that. Yeah, yeah, actually, although I don't, 
they get dry typically, especially when it's just us doing a long mm. podcast. Yeah, okay. I find the the like ninety minutes for regular just whatever yeah. we want to talk about seems to yeah. be after that it seems to get repetitive and that's the, that's the crazy thing about this podcast is like <laughs> you've been talking this whole time yeah, and yeah. the entire time i've just been like yeah tell me more tell me more <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you have a very good delivery it's yeah, it, yeah. it's it's interesting and enjoyable to listen to yeah it would probably be the best way to say it one time I did a, a four hour podcast. Really? Wow. Uh, we've never gone that far. Yeah. It was no, with this guy. He he runs a YouTube channel called Superhero Kids. I'm sure they're at like seven million yep, subscribers. I've seen that, I've seen that channel. Yeah. He basically animates his like uh, or like put special effects on his uh siblings and makes them oh, into okay. superheroes. Okay. And uh that was just a really fun conversation. But he's a believer. He he uh loves God and and actually one of Ian's friends. Uh, introduced me to him a while back um you know zane nixon yeah zane nixon um but yeah that was an ogre of a podcast yeah. four hours. <laughs> oh yeah that's head. a lot yeah that's that's a lot and after that i went and saw my friend uh zachary knowles perform at battle of the bands oh, nice. which was in downtown Bryan. Mm-hmm. um and he loves god but he makes some incredible music uh and he he has like over a million monthly listeners on spotify uh, wow. But he's a really good friend of mine, and I got to go take some photos of him and go backstage there. And I remember like Zane, I gotta go. <laughs> so, and then I think Zane actually came with me and filmed a little bit. But uh, that yeah. was fun. That was the early days. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. And you, yeah, you have a podcast, right? What's the name of your podcast? It's called Engage Culture. I don't know. So, I recently, <laughs> I don't know if I can. You can find it on Apple Podcasts right now. Like it's on there, but you can't search it. Or maybe maybe you can. You can try and see. Uh, but I was like, kind of taking a break, and I was like, maybe maybe I should just hide it. And I don't think it popped back up after I unhit it. Um, but it's mm-hmm. on Spotify for sure, and it's yeah. on YouTube as well. Yeah, uh, we found the Spotify and YouTube. Yeah, but you can find the Apple Podcast. <laughs> I, I I have a. I've never used Apple. That's Podcast what I'm, I'm downloading right now to go okay. look. Yeah, so it's called Engage Culture. It used to be called Creative Curious. Um, where I talk about the uh, nature and character of God through conversations, stories, and ideas. Um, and then I have a po- I had a podcast when I first started called Mindless Millennials. Mm-hmm. And that one wasn't yeah. about God. I wasn't following God at the time. and uh, But eventually turned into that. And I, I had to change the name mm-hmm. because I, what happened was I was – so I'm the kind of guy that – I was talking to Ian about this on the way here – if I do something, I'm doing it to the nth degree. Like my old studio was literally like just Joe Rogan's studio yeah. in a sense. Like I had everything. And because I was so just like on fire for it, I, I knew like that I want, I don't know. I just have that kind of mind where I want something to be excellent. And uh, so I got to interview some amazing people. I mentioned Reese Witherspoon earlier. But I got to interview Bob Metcalf, you know, like I mentioned. Um, and that's like a historical figure. That, yeah. that guy changed all of our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, Bob Bobby Steiner, he's like a world champion bull rider in the 70s. Um, just that's these cool. like really incredible. My first ever guest was professional BMX rider. Really? Uh, it was actually a, a, a flat ground BMX, you know? Yeah. They yeah, do yeah. all the spins and yep. stuff. His yeah. name's Michael Show. Nice. Um, 
and uh, the second guest like it was just crazy how all these like really amazing guests would come like one after another mm-hmm. and i'd have these incredible probably similar conversations uh like in the style of what y'all have just like okay what about this topic what about this topic and yeah we're, eventually, yeah, we're jumpy yeah eventually uh what happened was i i uh <laughs> kept having these like really incredible conversations about you know mindset uh entrepreneurship what it what their stories on success what they've done with their lives and and at the same time simultaneously i'm like going i started getting my i remember i mentioned my friend andrew he his life got changed and he brought me into the church and i'm having these real encounters with the holy spirit while i'm worshiping and and learning about god and the bible and i'm i'm trying to figure out what the heck i'm doing and i'm living these like kind of two lives where I just want to fulfill my selfishness. I want to keep living the way I've been living. I want to keep smoking weed. I want to do all of that. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I, these encounters are undeniable in my life. My, my heart is changing. I start to think about the divine. I start to think about what happens after death. I start to think about what actually matters. And in the midst of these conversations, I always found myself at a standstill. I would always go to the end of the conversation and I'd be like, okay, so why? <laughs> kind of yeah. like how we started this. Oh, yeah. But what? what's the purpose? Like, why yeah. are you doing what you do? We always ask ourselves, why do we do what we do? And who do we do it for? And if you can answer those two questions, honestly, you know, the first step to God is just getting honest. Like, why do you or don't you want to follow him? You know? But anyway, uh, and I kept asking them this question, and they had no good answer for it. They had no good answer. They've done all of these things, and what it culminated to was, well, I don't really know what the purpose is. Hmm. There, there's not really a purpose. I just uh, maybe make more money, or maybe help a couple more people. And but like, what, what are you trying to help them to do? What, you, what, what is the, what is the problem? And, uh, and so. I felt kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I I'm I'm sorry I keep wanting to bring up things that matter, that actually matter <laughs> and get down to the root cause of this. But uh you know, and and so eventually I was like, okay, I got it. It has to be about God. Yeah. And cuz he changed my heart, but um but yeah, it's a uh, it was a long journey since then. There's a lot of things that had to happen, but I'm so glad that I I listened to the voice of God in my life and, and the people that he put in front of me. Um, and now I'm around some of the, the greatest people um, on this planet, the most wise people, on the lo- loving people on this planet that uh, live with purpose every day. And uh, I couldn't be more fulfilled. I'm just like not, I'm not a slave to my own mind anymore. I'm not a slave to my own desires and my own thoughts. I'm not pulled in every which direction because... I'm insecure or like I, you know, whatever it is. And that's a good place to be. It's the best place to be. Um, When you realize that true freedom is found and when you give it away, when you give it to someone who can actually take care of you. I was like last night we're worshiping at the Messiah's ranch and, you know, it's not always a super emotional experience, but lately it has been. And, uh, I'm just, I'm like, thank you, God. Like, like, God, you, 
you're going to take care of me. And I know it. Like, you, like in, I can trust you. And it's just so such a great place to be because I, I don't have to try to figure everything, every little thing out on my own. And what's wild about it is God says, seek first the kingdom of God and I will give you the desires of your heart. Whatever truly is in there, God wants to give it to us, but he's a good father. So he's not going to give us something that will ultimately lead us away from him. And uh, so, yeah. Okay. Got a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> so do, I'm guessing you probably read a lot. I have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, one of the really cool things that I'll be forever grateful for is my dad gave me, so I'm dyslexic, mm. so I could not read until I was in fifth grade. Um, I could barely read in fourth grade. Um, <clears throat> so reading was just always this thing of, and what's hilarious is I it turned out to be a communications and journalism major. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Ironic. It's, it's hilarious how God does things. Yep. And I can look it back. Uh, there's just so much stuff in my time at A&M that I'm like, just smile at because God like he knew what I needed when I needed it like I was so confused I thought I wanted this and that it's just amazing one of the things is he put me by the, the gardens on this campus and it was just like it was just what I needed I just needed because I'm from Austin so and I'm sure you guys understand this being from Colorado it's like mm. trees and yeah, water yeah. and stuff Pine you know? trees. Yeah. yeah like I needed to be around something like that and uh yeah. What were we talking about? Seems to be a common theme. Journalism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were dyslexic. Books. books. Yeah. Books. Yes. So, <laughs> That's what we were talking about. When I was, uh, I think, freshman or sophomore in high school, my dad gave me access to his Audible account. Okay. And then I just started I've listening never, to books. Never tried it before. That's great. Yeah. 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 My sister's dyslexic it. also, and she listened to Audible. For any book I've she never, wanted to listen I've to. I've never tried an audio book before. It, it, it's nice. Lately, like, though, like I've follow been along, reading. Yeah, then you can like stop and for a second. I don't think I'd like it. that. I don't think I'd like following along. Just like reading it while, like, while it's happening? I would rather either just read it probably. Like a podcast. Some people like just books, like Th reading books. That's what I, I, I like. Mm -hmm. I've been slacking off lately, though, to be honest. It's, yeah. But Audible is great to like. I like both. One's good because... Audible is good because you can consume a lot of information very quickly yeah. anywhere you are while you're driving or whatever. And then uh, reading books has this, this other thing to them. Like lately I've been really loving reading books. I'm reading uh, Charles Finney's Systematic Theology, <laughs> which mm. I've been joking about because I've been really excited to read it, but there's not every day that you – are excited to read a systematic theology book. Yeah. You know? I, I get that a lot about books. People tell me are boring. And I, I, I enjoy reading. I like reading yeah. a lot. And uh, people always tell me I read the most boring books. Zach. I mean, you do. And then, you do read pretty boring books. You yeah, do. but they're so interesting. If you actually break it down, it's it it's a whole. I don't thing. I don't doubt like, it, but the amount of time that it takes. I mean, if you like is, them, that's really is, all that matters. Yeah, yeah. but it, uh, yeah, it, agreed. It, no matter what it is, is it breaks down a different way to think about something, and I enjoy thinking about something in different ways. Have, yeah. you, have you finished Moby Dick yet? <laughs> I haven't. I bought Moby Dick. I haven't started it yet. I, oh, I, I'm working on the Napoleon book right now. How many pages is in there? 
Moby Dick's like 900, I think, or something. But See, that's a lot of pages about a whale. It doesn't matter how many pages it are. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just doesn't that's sound a, that book's a pleasant lot, to me. Uh, let's not get into arguing if you like reading or not. <laughs> but Reading's fun. Reading is very fun. I will have to say... I wish I had more time to do it. There's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's something I very recently figured out. Because you can have a lot of knowledge and be so freaking foolish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Street yes, smarts sir. versus books. I feel smarts. like yeah. I'm not even looking, but I feel like Ian's nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good prediction. So, how do you guys know each other? Dang, that is a story. <laughs> Yeah, that's a story. Uh, Ian's one of my best friends. He's uh, helped me a lot grow with the Lord, and and I hope I've done the same with him. And uh, how long have you guys known each other? Maybe about four years now. Three. Three years. You guys meet here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just know what we do now. It's just a blast hanging out with each other. It took us a while to like become unselfish, I guess. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I love seeing Ian though. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we have philosophical conversations a lot, and just mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I think it's became less of that and more of just like, okay, what what do we need to do? What actually matters? And uh, trying to like, lead people to life. Um, I man, it's just it's just a blast, like. We have more fun on accident than most people do on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You know? It's yeah. just, well, I found too, like, I don't like planning stuff. Like, I like just going with whatever comes up, and I found that more enjoyable. I can't stand planning stuff. It, it, I 100% My agree. best and funnest stories are just stuff that we just, all of a sudden, hey, this, this. Yeah. Did we want to go camping? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. let's go out in the wilderness tonight. Let's just see what happens. And, yeah. Stuff like that. I, 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 ever since maybe the last couple of years now, I just gave up on planning. Just whatever <laughs> happens, happens, and let's go do fun stuff or something, yep. and, and uh, stop trying to have fun and just living. I guess would be a way to yeah. say. It. No, but it's yeah. a good way to live. Stop forcing it. Yeah, let yeah, it come definitely. to you. Yeah, exactly. And I think it works. What? No, no, no. You're just saying words over there. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> it just sounds just, cool. <laughs> it did. Uh, a hard word. Concentricity. Concentricity is also a hard word. <laughs> I like uh, it though. Yeah, I know. It's a funny day. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys got anything more to talk about? No. Well, I, there's a bunch of things. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we can, it is. To be honest, I'm quite tired. Not Same. Gonna lie. I, I just checked. I didn't realize it was 11. I gotta go to work at Dang. four. I gotta go work at four in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I'm not you. Well, thanks for having me on, y'all. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. Thanks. Been yeah, wild. we should do this again or something. Want to tell everybody your uh, podcast again? Please. Yeah, it's called Engage Culture with Bailey Mullins, and that's with an E M U L L E N S. Um. I'd probably just go to YouTube, honestly, if yeah. you really want to. And if you have Spotify, you can listen to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be back on back on Apple Podcasts eventually if this is what you listen on. Um, so you'll probably be able to find it once you hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hear this podcast, I guess. Um, it'll be back up eventually. I'll figure it out. So, yeah. But uh, 
lately we've been talking about, and I, I don't know when I'm going to start doing it consistently again, um, but the last few episodes I've done have been about like introducing gospel realities into cultural conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the yep. the idea of it. Like, let's, you know, what what is the cultural conversation right now, and and what is true and what is not true about it, and like how do we, you know, think about this in a objective way, you know? So, like it sounds I, interesting. Yeah. I, it's also too. I just think this is such a weird coincidence. Is because we were like we we took a break from recording for a little while. All of us were busy, and he was gone for summer and all this. And, Starting a company. Yeah, and that yeah we we've we been busy. Yeah, yeah. And you know we were like, all right, let's get back into podcasting. I, we all enjoy it. It's fun to do. <laughs> And we sit down and record, and at the end of it, he's like, "Hey, so I met this guy today, and he he want, and I invited him to be on our podcast." And I, was, yeah. I was like, "Well, that's weird." <laughs> I mean, like, it, like we had just finished recording one, and then we start talking about this, and it's like, "Okay, well, yeah, I sure, know. I don't yeah. care." Yeah, there was like, on and- dude, there was like four days where just everything clicked. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. It was weird. It's just weird coincidence. Sounds like the hand just, of God. <laughs> and hopefully we can have you on again. Yeah, yeah that would be I awesome. I love it. Y'all, yeah. I'm, I'm down whenever. I wish you got to meet Bryce so. too, but yeah, Bryce, he's yeah. sick. Yeah. Oh, he sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm glad he's not on the, on the yeah. mics. Man, he looks terrible too. I just... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That is kind of a funny coincidence. It's like, oh, we want to get back to it. Oh, look, a, a I, podcaster. Was, yeah, guess, yeah. Yeah. Like we had finished recording. We're sitting here talking. He's like, yeah, so I met this guy today while I was mowing and all this. And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, we talked for like 30 minutes. And I was getting crap for talking on the clock and all this. But hey, <laughs> y'all were mowing my lawn. So yeah. I could tell you what to do. That's what I actually said to him. Like, cause I was like, I don't want to get you in trouble. That's what I said, oh, yeah, but yeah. you're on my property. So I can keep <laughs> talking to you. He's like, yeah, I was talking to this guy for like two hours. When he first said he's exaggerating. I'm like, you're on the clock for two hours talking to a guy? One mom? No, we talked for a good, like, like 20, 40 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a good bit but it was just yeah. weird because we literally just got down recording podcast he's like yeah so i got this guy talking about maybe coming on the podcast i was like okay but i thought that was just weird because like we had recorded a podcast in what five months or something yeah it was. yeah and then the one we did record in between that was lost somewhere and I, yeah i don't remember what happened to that i don't think i ever saved it and i deleted it but uh yeah it was just weird it was just coincidence like Stars are aligned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird, yeah. <laughs> Do y'all usually edit or just kind of leave it raw? We normally leave it pretty raw. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he if any editing is typically done by him. Yep. I normally just get the sound in Yeah, there. Max doesn't like to deal with editing. It takes a long time. Yeah. yeah it, it takes yeah. a little for music. Especially with a two hour podcast. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. For, for music. At least two hours. Yeah. 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 If for music. I'll, you got to go into detail it's with fun. editing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and it's mm-hmm. enjoyable, but. This is this is so difficult to try. Two to hours of listening and yeah. cutting and splicing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But typically, we never find really that big of a need unless something stupid happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll typically, honestly, edit it. Then, I, but, and then I'll go back and listen to it later. Yeah. Recently, but they've been sounding good, uncut. Yeah. It's it's hard though to like record a you know a two hour podcast and then go right back and listen to it the same two hour podcast. It's it's so time consuming. <laughs> I've so what's hilarious is, I want to say until recently most of my podcasts i've done i've re-listened to myself really mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which is wild oh, yeah i did i was i've been like I, after they're uploaded I'll yeah. yeah yeah i did that the other day the i listened to the one we uploaded the first one we done it had done a while i was like yeah because yeah. i wanted to see how it sounded and everything especially yeah. like you know on a re- like not listening through good equipment have you, you ever know? like surprised yourself i'm like wait yeah. 
forgot how good this was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I called her. I was like, God dang, this sounds. This is. This we're sounds, funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, we're, I'm, I'm funnier than I thought I was. This sounds better than I thought we were. Yeah. And all this, and I, but I like listening. To like you know, when I'm driving or something where it's like realistic. What other people will be listening to because most people yeah. are going to listen on studio equipment, trying to you know, because I can tune this and make it sound great here, and then it sounds like crap on just yeah, a regular yeah. stereo. But when yeah. it's actually real, and I like, I just crank the stereo up in the truck or something, and I'm driving. I'm I like, think most of the time you just got to make sure that it's loud enough. That's yeah. that yeah. used to be my problem. <laughs> I used to sit there and lower everything, get it sounding real crisp, and then I. And put you it can't on even and hear I got to crank it. the yeah. volume up. And <laughs> yep. Then, yep. then I'd start turning the volume up, and the issues I was getting was like especially with zach because he's kind of got a more powerful voice yeah yeah. it's just you know you you got you got it turned up pretty good and then he like something loud like he laughs or like he's louder and then you blows your eardrums out you gotta turn it down and then everybody's quiet so i've been using a lot more uh i want to get an analog compressor but i've been using the plugins with compressors on our voices and it just to pull down the decibels once they get too loud and that makes the listening experience so much more pleasurable yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah cool yeah i guess that's a quick little discussion about podcasting <laughs> yeah. podcast, but um, all right all right uh thank you guys for listening zach what's the the, the stuff what's the, the instagram yeah what's yeah. our instagram we don't have one as i've told you for the <laughs> six millionth time now um the facebook is the reckoning podcast community go check it out leave a comment tell us what you want us to talk about because we run out of ideas pretty fast we don't run out of ideas we just we just we have too we many need, ideas we, at we one time yeah to, to to follow through on the ideas the youtube is the reckoning podcast it has as i previously mentioned has a five second clip that's super laggy of I, us attempting to live stream <laughs> i think we should at least upload the audio we probably we should, should we yeah. should do the live streams we can get back um and then you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, all that fun jazz. Basically, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to us. And again, go check out Bailey's podcast. He's an awesome dude, and it was a pleasure having yes, him on the show. Yes, this is very fun. True. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. Engage Culture with yep. Bailey Mullins. Go check it out. Please. Awesome. All right, I think we're out. It's the longest right, outro in history. See you. <laughs> Bye-bye.